Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Let's now look at why do employees struggle to say no to their colleagues or employers. So how do we professionally say no to our colleagues, set boundaries at work, avoid insinuations, and instead be more, shall we say, diplomatically subtle? I used the word earlier on. Joining us on the line now, Dr. Ilana Sue, an industrial psychologist who's going to help us unpack this conundrum which many of us face in the workplace today with all the pressures and challenges that we face. Doctor, very good afternoon to you, and thank you very much for joining us. Good afternoon, Michael. Thanks for having me. Indeed, and thank you for making the time, Doctor. So, what does the situation look like in South Africa right now regarding employees struggling to say no and how they're handling pressures and trying to be as, you know, like professional and diplomatic, uh, I'll keep using that word, as possible? What does it look like right now? What are your findings? So, Michael, actually what I'm finding is that there's been a shift Mm -hmm. um, from people who were previously conditioned that they had to say yes Mm-hmm. and almost be obedient right. to the Gen Zs who are writing their own scripts and okay. saying, no, um, my mental health is more important. Uh, these are my boundaries. I don't work after hours. Uh, but it's quite a phenomenal shift. And there's still most people from about age 30 upwards who struggle to say no. Well, there's a psychological barrier. Maybe I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I have to do this so that other people think that I'm competent. So it's quite an intense situation. Indeed. It it actually sounds, if I can put it to you this this way, it sounds uh, liberating compared to, as you say, the old school of thought, as you've alluded to, uh, what people are dealing with now. It seems as if there's a culture of putting one's foot down now and, you know, making one others realize that, you know, there are important priorities to consider and to deal with as compared to before where you were so obliging and uh, where you, you were actually, you felt intimidated to do so. 100%. Right. Carry on, doctor. Sorry. So um, something that we're seeing with the Gen Z Mm -hmm. is where previous generations had uh, what we call the imposter syndrome, where I'm not good enough Mm -hmm. and uh, God forbid someone should find that out. Uh, There's been a shift of mindset that says I am good enough and if I don't know what I'm doing, well, I'm not yet competent and I'll learn and that's okay. Okay. So, and all right, so in your find, did you find that, uh, how is this being received? Um, is there acknowledgement of these kind of tendencies, these kind of uh, reactions, or are people actually coming across like an even harder stance from uh, second parties who actually in turn make it difficult for them and if, if, if one can say to an extent getting people dismissed? Being very negatively uh, received. Uh, because one of the things that's missing is uh, your term of diplomacy. Mm-hmm. It's being stated as this is my right. It's coming across as being entitled um, and almost disrespectful. So there's a very, very difficult balance that isn't being achieved between respecting the employee and the employee respecting some form of authority. Mm-hmm. Coupled with that, uh, Doctor, uh, looking at an article earlier on, if we look at social media and how that's also coming into play, where people are learning how to, or rather, uh, utilizing these platforms to vent their workplace frustrations in, uh, we call it professional or unprofessional ways. That's also now adding, adding to this conundrum, you could say. Absolutely. So the one problem is naming and shaming, mm-hmm. which is being done more and more, even though we're told not to do it. Mm-hmm. There's this blase, it doesn't matter what's the company going to do to me. 
And there's the other side from social media where people are learning to recondition themselves, where they, they're Googling or watching TikTok on mm-hmm. how to be more assertive uh, in a good way, not being aggressive. Right. And repeating statements that instead of saying I'm not prepared to do the work, putting down certain personal boundaries. And I don't have the capacity to take on more right now. Can I do this next week? And that's working. That's working very nicely. Okay, so it's it's working very nicely, as you say, not to the detriment or the impact of the of the output of the of the industry so far. From what you gather, from what I gather, not not at the moment. Um, what we are anticipating is that there will be some kind of negative impact in terms of taking too many mental health days mm-hmm. and limiting the amount of working hours. And you know, can the industry, can the economy um, survive with uh, less production or less productive hours? which is what is happening. <laughs> okay, let's see how that transpires in the long run. As, as you say. All right, let's just see now how that's all going to, shall we say, mix uh, in, as, as a formula in the long run, as I mentioned. But So, Doctor, what particular sectors is this most prevalent in at the moment, uh, works, work job sectors? What, what are you finding there? So in the professional areas, the legal, the accounting, those kinds of areas, some of the engineering mm-hmm. factors where people have... A lot of confidence. They've studied. They've got a certain amount of experience. Right. So that's where it's being seen. Not so much in the manufacturing industry. There, it's still very hierarchical, mm-hmm. and I, I need to work to feed my family. Right. But certainly, where we see um, sort of candidate attorneys, very confident. Um, I'll be here for a year, and then I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. So I can do as I like. I can say as I like, and they do. Wow. So, re- so really, it's like corporate. It's like corporate sector that we're looking at, in, in the sense that that's really affected by this. Yes, very much so. Okay. So, as an industrial psychologist, um, what would you recommend and, and or offer? What what would you, what what guidelines? What particular pointers would would you care to just give out to to those out there who are struggling with this issue in in the workplace? What would you recommend? Uh, what course of action would people should people take? And do you, as an industrial psychologist, are you offering any workshops, classes, or anything like that? Over to you, doctor. Sorry, I put a, a I've really <laughs> put a lot into the question there. So over to you. What, so I think that the first thing is, um, and it sounds so much easier than it is, but to acknowledge your self-worth, to understand that you're not a resource, mm-hmm. you're a human being, and you've got certain limitations and certain capacity, and the world's not going to collapse if you say no. Right. Um, and there is a way to say no. Mm-hmm. You can be diplomatic about it. And certainly to rehearse that, which sounds ridiculous, but to stand in front of a mirror and say, I'm sorry, I'm unable to take that on right now. Um, instead of just saying yes because I can't say no. Because I've been conditioned that I must do what I'm told to do. Sure. Our theme so today. That's the best. Right, Dr. So the theme today is why do employees struggle to say no to their colleagues or employers? Dr. Ilana Su, industrial psychologist, just giving us some pointers and uh, outlining exactly what is causing the situation and where one stands and what should one should do to uh, remedy the situation as tactfully and diplomatically as possible. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon. Dr. Ilana Su, industrial psychologist.